For more great content, make sure you follow 717 Sports Media on all your podcast listening platforms. Also follow us on social media on Twitter at 717 underscore sports, Facebook and Instagram at 717 Sports Media. We're also checking on our website daily for your daily news and sports videos at 717sportsmedia.com. Seven. I'm Carl Frederick. Alongside me is co-host Aaron Frederick. How you doing, A Rock? I'm doing great, man. Uh, another great Monday. Beautiful weather out. Just kidding. Uh, it's actually pretty awful out, and has been all weekend. But we're not going to let that bring us down. You know, we're going to go over this great slate of games we got coming up this week, and uh, obviously recap the games last week. And there were yeah. some good ones. And uh, we're also going to bring on our special guest. Here momentarily um he is connecting to the audio but before we get to that congrats to coach Marino, who was uh undefeated and their big win over hamburg this past week you there coach we're reeling him in what's up coach you there I'm trying <laughs> yes yeah I was checking the internet in the office. We were having trouble uh, earlier today with uh, Huddle. So, how you doing, Coach? Congrats, man! Yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. How you guys doing? We're, we're doing well, man. I mean, now, Coach, are you like Coach Way? Are you a Penn State and Eagles fan too? Because all your teams are undefeated right now. Yeah, well, I, have, yeah, I didn't even think about it that way. But yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge college football fan, but uh, Penn, if I had to pick a team, I, you know, I, I root for all the Pennsylvania teams. And, you know, so Penn State's one of the teams I root for. Cool. That's that's yeah. awesome, Coach. We're, we're following you every step of the way, and it's a great start to your season. I mean, Friday night, that was a wild one. Did you, how, how many nights of sleep are you going to lose over Friday night's game? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I know. It was, it was We were pr- uh, pretty amped up, uh, obviously, to get the win. But, uh, but man, was that that was a back and forth and just the way that ended. And, and uh, you know, being able to get the stops and, and, and turnover at the end there was was huge. And how big has it been for? I mean, I, I mean, you know, we everybody knows about Will Will Cranford and uh, Parker Cunningham, but how about a kid like Brandon Wade Jr. coming in and making plays like that as a freshman? How big has that been for your program? Oh, I mean, he's done a great job out there at, at corner. I mean, I mean, the the biggest comment I could probably give him is like. You know, we don't even worry about him out there. He, he's he's wow. he's just very dependable, um, and, and you know, I prefer freshmen um, you know, to be able to you know put out there and week in and week out compete um, on the varsity level is, is pretty impressive. Yeah, and he ta- I noticed I noticed uh, he, he posted some of his highlights. I noticed he tackles really well for a younger player. Yeah. I mean, and that's one of the things. He's played football forever, so yeah. um, you know that that certainly helps. I mean, I know that's one of the things we've struggled with in the past in our program is is a lot of times the first year they're playing football is you know eighth, ninth, sometimes even tenth grade. You can tell he's a guy that's been around the football field for a long time. Um, you know, obviously it helps having having a, a dad that uh, that coaches as well. So yeah, he was pretty good. He's gonna watch. He's gonna watch a lot of football, whether he likes it or not. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Now, Coach, I mean, we talked about at length, you know, with the all season, the realignments, you guys being in Section 5 and 
it, it looked like, you know, maybe going into the season, there'd be a few weeks with cupcake games, but that really has been the case. I mean, you had a big win over Hamburg. Now you got to turn around and face a pretty underrated Anvil Cleona squad. Oh, and Anvil, you know, we've played them ever pretty consistently over the, over the years, they've been uh, either in our section or on our non-league schedule. And uh, I mean, they, they're just, they're just so well coached. They they, they run that scheme and, you know, they're so, so disciplined and, and they, they got some kids that, that, that run it really well, um, you know, and, and uh, you know, they, they took some lumps last year, but uh, they're right back at it. I mean, right. Um, they're kind of, kind of like, uh, kind of like us last year. We, we, we took a little bit of a beating last year and in, in some ways and, um, and those guys uh, learned and grew from it, which is, which is what you, what you want to do. Yeah. And what, what's it like, um, you know, coming off such a big win like Friday, and uh, like, how? What's your message to the team to get them back focused in on the week? And uh, hey, we got to get back out there and play again, you know? Yeah, so I mean, so like, it's it's hard for because as, as coaches, like, we're already thinking about the next game, you know, probably a half hour after after the game ends, um, you know, getting film up on huddle and, and trying to do all that stuff. Um, for the kids, we pretty much give them the same message every week, you know, go have fun, enjoy it, hang out with your friends and family. Um, you, you'll know when it's time to flip the switch because you'll start getting uh, film from from the coaches and says, uh, you know, Anvil this, Anvil that, you know, and 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 that's just it's kind of really the way we try to train them, you know, really since the beginning is just is like, hey, you know, we'll sit back and enjoy it all sometime um, in the future. I said, but for right now, man, enjoy for 24 hours, and then and then we yep. got to start getting ready for another really good football team um, that. Uh, uh, that, that we're going, we're going and playing in their house. So yeah, you're traveling there, right? Yeah. So, you know, anytime you got to get on a bus and drive an hour, you know, that's always something, you know, that you worry about. Um, and we, we do, we're doing that a lot. I mean, uh, yeah, our, yeah. our schedule is, it seems like every, every road trip is an hour, hour and 15 minutes, but uh, our guys have managed that well. And we, you know, we've tried to get out in the field as fast as we could when we get, we get to, uh, to our away games and, and get them to kind of activate, you know, reactivate themselves and, and wake up a little bit before we even start stretching and stuff. So mm-hmm. that's, that's been one challenge. We, we really tried to try to think about it before the season start and, and range uh, bus trips and how we're eating and, and that kind of stuff. And you had a game on Thursday against the lone Catholic this year too. So how was that adjustment after your big win over your Catholic? <laughs> yeah, I, I'll tell you what we, I don't think I, that was the first time I think uh, I've ever coached a game on a Thursday and, and, wow. uh, and, and so it was like, it was, it was a little bit weird um, with such a quick turnaround. Um, you know, what we had done is, uh, is, is we, uh, is we had, um, we didn't have a JV game. So what we did, we, we moved our JV game, I think to Saturday. And then we were able to have the three practices we normally have leading up to a game. Um, so, we, so we usually don't bring the kids in on, on the weekends at all. We just sit and get them, give them time to rest and just, you know, kind of have fun and be kids. But um, but that week we asked them to do a little bit more on the weekend. Uh, we have to yep. come in, and our kids were obviously there um, doing some things, lifting, and, and we did some preliminary stuff so that we could have three good practices on uh, during the week and, and kind of keep the same rhythm. The other thing that helped us there is our kids weren't in school yet, so yeah. So we went back so late. You know, we played half our season, I think, before they even opened the doors over here. So Yeah, I was talking with Coach Way about that, too. I, I mean, there's so many different things now. Like now, I mean, with week zero being before Labor Day, most kids aren't yeah. back in school. But you guys had two – was it three, two or three games before your kids were oh, back was, in school? Was, yeah, I think it was two games, you know. And then, then you get back to school and you worry about, all right, now they have to kind of – 
figure out their school day and sitting around and, 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 you know, doing schoolwork. It's a different kind of tired when you get back out in the practice field and then, and then games on Friday, like just kind of navigating that schedule and, and that routine, you know, so we didn't really have one for two weeks and then it's like, all right, now we're back into full swing school mode and, and uh, now you got to make sure you visit the water fountain often and all that stuff. They just kind of sat on the couch and drank, drank water all day. And, and then, uh, and then they get back to school. They're like, Oh yeah, you still got to drink water all day. Yeah. Do they still have that homeroom thing where, you know, it's like kind of like a practice for the team. It counts as like a phys ed class or do they yeah, not we, um, we don't have that. We, we have been lucky to have uh, a phys ed teacher, um, really a Catholic, really, I think since 2008, we had, um, we had uh, coach Anderson. Um, now he, he is, uh, he is, uh, I don't want to say retired. He'd yell at me if I said he retired because he's not really retired, but he, he moved, uh, he moved out of state and uh, we were fortunate enough to bring another, another coach on staff that moved uh, from uh, New York, um, coach Bellatuano and now he is our phys ed teacher so we're kind of navigating that and trying to use his class uh as uh as uh, as, uh, as a way to get kids to lift during the school day yeah um, uh, it's not quite the same as what we had uh when you were at Penn Manor right uh, but with the homeroom and, and and lifting it's it's uh it's a little bit different um but uh but it still serves the same purpose for lifting wise we don't do much football of that during that time gotcha okay now coach speaking of your previous stops, you've worked uh, under some big time names and uh, Coach Felvin, Coach Mealy. Are they still like, do they come to your games? Are they texting you? Are you still meeting Coach Felvin at House of Pasta after games on Friday nights? <laughs> so, Phil and I, uh, we text every now and again. Um, but him, him being in Coachville, uh, you know, I, I don't see him too often, uh, you know, but uh, certainly a guy that, uh, that uh, you know, kind of kind of brought me right in, and then threw me to the wolves in the first year. You know, coaching, uh, you know, um, coaching football, and he kind of took me under his wing and, and kind of showed me uh, showed me the way a little bit. Um, you know, he 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 taught me one thing that I'll I'll always take from Coach Fell is he he taught me that you know football is supposed to be fun, and we we had a lot of fun um, as a staff as a team, um, and uh, that's something that you know I I, I still try and 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 keep myself ground and say this is supposed to be fun for for the coaches and the players you know if it's not fun then then what are we really doing this for um and then obviously uh you know i, I coached with uh with todd um at mccaskey and then uh you know really um you know after a couple of years and then going over to penn matter we, we became you know really good friends and, and yeah we, we still talk all the time um you know him he works in, in mccaskey now so i'll probably see him a lot more than i than i had the last couple of years but uh you know, uh, he texts me Friday night, congratulations and all that stuff. And, and um, you know, same thing with the other guys I coach with, uh, you know, Eck and then Shearer, who's up at, uh, at Central now. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we kind of, you know, trade off some ideas. And uh, I'll shoot them a text once in a while and say, hey, remember we did this back then? Hey. And then, uh, you know, they'll draw something up and send it to me or send me a video or something of, of things. So we, we still kind of, in our own ways, kind of collaborate a little bit and, um Todd did the, did our game the, a couple of weeks ago, and I think he had a good time doing that. It was that. good. I got a chance to see him a little bit more that week because he was he was doing color commentary. Yeah, yeah, he was really good. I heard him. Yeah, which is I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. So now it, it's it's pretty cool, and you know, everybody's busy in their own way, but uh, but it's always nice to 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 hear from those guys, and you know, I'm sure at some point we'll all get together again. We just have we have we're all so busy in our lives in different ways. Yeah. But. Um, Certainly. Your kids are getting older now too, aren't 
Am I correct on that? Or how old are your kids? Yeah, now? my oldest is uh, is ten, uh, and my youngest is three. So I'm still right in the thick of, of craziness. Uh, I'm lucky I have. A, <laughs> I'm with you. I have a very understanding wife that uh, that takes care of a lot of a lot of things that I can't take care of during football. But uh, you know, we 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 do try and 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 build our program around our families and. Um, you know, obviously with Coach Way and, and, and um, Brandon's been around our program for the last four or five years, or six years, seven years, I guess. Right. Now he's a part of it. And, you know, that's that's really what, you know, what we're, we're about. We're trying to, you know, if we have kids, we want them to play for us. We want to grow up and grow up in our program and around our kids. You know, our kids are awesome. You know, they're, you know, they're great role models. They're great leaders. And, uh, you know, they're, they're the exact kind of people that I want I want my kids exposed to. And um, really building a program that, that we can all be proud of, uh, you know, and our kids can be a part of someday. That's outstanding, Coach. You're doing great things there. Is this year three or four for you? So as my third is a head coach. Uh, I, I think we've been here eight years total, um, Brandon and I, Coach Way and I. Um, I think this is eight, year eight for us, which is really crazy because – you know, I've never been in a school this long. Um, you know, I was I was at McCaskey for five or six years. I was at Penn Manor for five or six years, and and uh, I thought about that thing at the beginning of the season. I was like, man, I can't. Like, this is the longest I've ever been at one place. And um, you know, I've, I mean, I've, I've really enjoyed it from the time I stepped on campus here um, eight years ago. I just kind of fall in love with this place and like the small atmosphere and, and you know the the just you just know everybody. You know, I just, yeah. You know, um, even though I don't teach here, I feel like I know, I know, I know the other coaches a lot more better than I did at McCaskey or Penn Manor, um, just because it's such a big, like there's everyone, I mean, it's just so busy, you know, but, uh, yeah. but it's more of like a small school, like you just have been to people more often, which is, which is kind of cool. That's great coach. Uh, that is eight years. Didn't you teach at Burroughs at one point? What school? Yeah. Did you teach yeah I, I, I started off at Burroughs, um, when I, when I started coaching and then, yeah, I'm still in the city down uh, right down the street at uh, at Jackson Middle School, but uh, those house yeah. of pastas still have uh, you your I, drinks lined I, up I get, and everything. I that I don't get to that side of town, man. It's it's, it's crazy. I I live uh, I don't live too far away, but uh, I live over in uh, in Mountville. So um, oh, okay, so I don't I don't drive through that way. The only time I actually go to Millersville is is to watch the Marauders. Um, we got a big win this week. Yeah, awesome. no, we saw, I saw that. Saw Robert Footman, a guy yeah. we covered a lot. You played yeah. had the coach oh, against. We saw, yep, we've seen a lot of him over the years. So <laughs> um, he, did, he did some really good things uh, against Lock Haven. So it's always good to see LL guys doing well. And um, you know, man, we 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 uh, we saw we saw him run all over us the last couple of years. So um, it's good to see him do it some, for somebody else for a change. You know. Is he going to – not to change topics, because he's, he's got to be the starter there now going forward. I mean, he comes in and their offense seemed like they had new life. Am I crazy to yeah, think that? Or I don't know. I was – I just was – I thought was following online. Um, I know they, they've had some injury issues um, at, at quarterback, so um, so I don't know. I mean, quarterback's one of those positions. It's tough, man. To come in and, and play as a true freshman is, is – is, Definitely. Uh, is, is really tough. So, I mean, just that he that he got an opportunity this year – this uh, this week and – you know, so we'll, we'll see. They got, I got their home this weekend. So I'm hoping to, uh, to get out and watch them in person again. And you have a couple, like a couple kids there too, right? And, or Jeff Harley, Jeff's there. Uh, Jeff was here. Uh, he graduated in, I think 19, 2019 was, was, was yeah. really good for us. He was that just like game changer change. I mean, he just, every time he got the ball, it was like, watch out he's in the end zone. 
Um, so, uh, you know, I'm, you know, once he, uh, once he, you know, gets his feet wet there, hoping he can, uh, get on the field and be successful there. Good kid. And, you know, I'm glad to see him playing somewhere. That's great. That's great. Well, final message. Well, I know you got a busy schedule coach. We'll let you go. Do you know, you guys know, but your biggest motivation has been my brother. He's picked you every week this year. I don't know if you oh, knew that. See, I, I, I did not know that, but I do appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, coach. I was going to say, I mean, I need one of them signs behind you. I need, I'm gonna put that in my face. <laughs> I know, right? You got, you got the Eagle one there. We just need a Catholic one right next to that. <laughs> Even better yet. I could send it to my dad. Cause I know he would love it too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's so IT savvy right now, coach. Just like you thought, he's behind the computer right now. Not really. (laughs) No, that's awesome. Now I haven't seen him in a while. One of these days, I'm gonna I'm gonna track him down. Um, I always joke every once in a while. I'll text him and he'll be like, "Who's this?" And I'll be like, "And he's like, he's like, I promise I'm gonna save your number this time." (laughs) And then yeah, he's lying. He's just lying to you. Our our father is not the best texter or phone person in general. So. Yeah. Uh, I love him now. Uh, <laughs> well, coach, you know, congrats to the great start to this year. We're pulling for you, you know, big win. Um, best of luck to you this week. We appreciate you taking the time coming on our podcast, but all the best this season. We're, we're pulling for you, coach. Yeah, I appreciate it. No, no problem. All right. Have a good one. All Thanks right. a lot, coach. Good seeing good you, man. You yep. Good seeing you guys. That was coach, coach Myrino, the good man came in right away. No questions asked. Yeah, I know. Uh, he, he was the best to get on. He got on right away. That, that shocked me. I love it. Yeah, no, that was great. Uh, you know what? You know, I think he jumped on is that uh, when you asked me for the link, I copied him on the email too. I, I think he was, as I had told him, he'd come on about 7.30. But regardless, we, we got him on. You know, he's one of the few teams left in the league that are still undefeated. Um, at Lancaster Catholic, we have them, Wyo missing, and Exeter, and Manheim Central. The only undefeated yep. teams left in all the LL Burks. So, thanks again to Coach Myrino for coming on. We're going to transition, a transitioning point in our game of the week that Aaron, on this highly rated broadcast just last week, predicted Lancaster Catholic came out in a shootout on top of Hamburg, 38 to 35. Yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, it seemed like lived up to every bit of the hype. So I, uh, I'm glad I picked Lancaster Catholic, man, because it was, um, it could have gone either way. I really feel that way. And, um, looking at some of the highlights, just looks like they were able to contain that, um, Pierce Mason. No, he didn't play. I was going to oh, tell he didn't you play? That. No, he had a, he was dressed in uniform, but he had a bad ankle. And, oh, uh, there, there's another guy, Xander. Yeah. Uh, Diaz with a nice, Nice yeah, game. Yeah, Let me that's pull. the one I was uh, uh, that I saw in the highlights. But so I didn't bring that. Like... Go, ahead. Go ahead. I didn't bring it up on the call, obviously with coach. But they are, uh, yeah, yeah. Pierce Mason, who was their workhorse, was yeah. And he was a late scratch for this game. So I don't. I mean, it sounds like Hamburg. They ran the same. You know, they did the same thing anyways. Like how they always you know, you know ground and pound. Uh, yep. I'm trying to get. I'm going to pull the guy's name here in a second that had a pretty good game for the Hawks. So I don't know if, like, if Mason comes in, do they score one more touchdown, win that game? We don't know. We just know Lancaster Catholic 38, Hamburg 35. Kudos to the Crusaders starting out the year 6-0. and I 
did not. I knew they would be better, but I didn't know they would be this much better. Yeah, they are. Uh, they're on a crusade, man. They're doing. They're getting better every week, and uh, I think they tackle really well on defense. Yeah, and there was a few plays that I noticed that you know, Coach Coach Way or well, Brandon Way Jr. Um, kind of had like, well, you know. You break a long play to the outside, and he was, you know, shoestringing guys a lot. Yeah, they were let. They weren't letting the big plays happen, and that'll that'll make the difference in a big game like that. That's a good point. That's a good point. So I'm looking up Hamburg's line. So they had two. I mean, D- Derek Ruiz had 21 carries, 160 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, their quarterback Xander Menapace. You know, yes. He had a nice game. He had 165 yards, three touchdowns on the ground. Now, he's their quarterback. He did throw 21, 11 for 21 for about 136 yards. So, kind of pedestrian and a pick. Kind of pedestrian numbers from the quarterback position. But, you know, that's their, their offense is ground and pound for the Hawks. You know, it's very high power. They're average, they were averaging close to 50 points a game before this contest. So, you know, they did have Pierce Mason. But they still had a lot of success. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just know Catholic one. That's all I know. Yeah, I mean everybody has injuries, and exactly. Uh, I mean he he is their best player on on the Hamburg team, but you know stuff like that happens on the wear and tear of a season, and uh, I'm sure he'll bounce back. But yeah, he's a monster part of their offense. So um, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's tough for the Hawks. But you know a lot of people going getting hurt at this point of the year. You know, you saw. Last week it was Nick Good right before their game, and yeah, now and this Jake guy Huber now apparently the stud quarterback to Cedar Crest. There's, yeah. room. I don't know, I don't want to confirm it because he's a kid, and yeah, yeah but there's rumors that Huber tore his ACL, which is just heartbreaking. Oh, no. if, that, if that's the case, uh, for yeah. the best quarterbacks in the league, um, but I don't, yeah. I don't have that officially confirmed yet. The pain of it is, too, I, I, the whole injury thing is just devastating because in high school, right around this time of year, it starts getting cold and rainy, and you're going from turf to grass every other week, and these injuries just start to pick up a lot. I, I, I've noticed it year after year, and uh, it, it used to happen back in the day. It still happens today. And um, yeah. it, it's just unfortunate, man, because you want to see everybody at their best. But, yeah. Injuries. Now, we've had this conversation off the record before. I'm not, I don't know, man. I it just seems like more of this happens on turf as opposed to grass. I don't know where you stand on that because I know you you're you're a turf turf guy. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm one of the few because everybody hates on turf nowadays. And I get it. There's advantages to both. Uh, there's more give on the grass on natural grass. Um, maybe it's probably more better preserved than on um, like professional levels some high school fields get real nasty and you know should should they should just frankly should just have turf and routes are more crisp on turf and the going back and forth from each is is where i think the injuries happen mm, okay you're practicing all week doing you know if if you have a good good coach who knows what he's doing hopefully he'll have you on the the same surface as you're playing that week and uh because it gets you ready. I know our coaches used to do that. Mealy used to have us do that. Um, but yeah, it, it can change the way you plant, and and you know you can pop a ACL or something terrible like that. Yeah, yeah. 
which is very unfortunate. But uh, back to our topic. So Lancaster Catholic, 38, Hamburg, 35. And the game of the week lived up to the billing. What a wild game that was. On both, yep. both sides played well enough to win. And Hamburg's gonna, you know, Hamburg's gonna be right in the thick of the district playoffs. They're not going away. They, I mean, reality is they 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 lost to one of the best teams in the district without their best player, you know, by three points. That's the reality yes. for Hamburg. So that's a you know positive way of looking at it for them. I'm sure their coach Hoffert's not thinking that way, but nonetheless, you move on and we're on re- more recaps. So we had we both had Hemfield handling Penn Manor, which you know, we talked about last week. If Penn Manor was healthy, maybe they would have uh, make this game competitive. But th- this was not competitive from the start. You know, yeah, a lot of tur- turnovers on Penn Manor's side. Hempfield won going away, thirty-five to seven. Yeah, um, you know, we we keep bringing his name up, but this Grant Hoover from Hempfield, man, that he dude. did something special. Fifteen for one hundred eighty-two yards. Fifteen carries for one hundred eighty-two yards and two TDs. And you should see these carries. I, I mean, he's breaking tackles in the second level and, you know, extending these runs. That's where all the yardage – I would love to see his season total right now because he, he gets so many so many yards after, well, contact. And, uh, yeah. And Penn Manor just could not you – know, they, they ran him down a couple times, but overall his his burst at the line is was way too fast for the Penn Manor defense, who I, I think – you know, thought was looking pretty tough up until that game. Yeah, it just showed they're not as far along. I mean, I wrote about it in my article this week, the midseason review, that and man, they might be onto something, but they're not quite there yet. And I don't know if they'll get there, quite frankly. I'm just going to be honest. Yeah. Um, so we don't need to – I mean, Hempfield – it was a trap game in the sense for Hempfield. So, you know, I don't know if you know this. Obviously, they, Hempfield has Wilson this week, but then the following week they have Exeter. Who did their schedule? Wow, they have Exeter after that? I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, I'm pulling it up now. That changes things, like, a lot. I mean, because I'm not saying – I think they have a chance in both of those games, but say they lose one or two of them. Yeah. That, that's can... big time. I didn't realize they played them. Man. Yeah, it's it, – I mean, Hempfield, I mean, say whatever you want about them. They've played on all – they've taken on all comers from – Oh yeah. Some tough uh, York teams who they've either beaten or they went toe-to-toe with in a really good uh, state playoff team in Central York they went toe-to-toe with. But, yeah, they they, they had to get through this Penn Manor game with, with ease, you know, because they now, – now this week they travel the biggest game in the county at Wilson. Colin Richardson will be back covering Hempfield um, Wilson. And then the following week they turn around and welcome Exeter. So – Week seven and week eight, did the, the schedule makers did no favors to the Black Knights. No. And I know, you know, the competitor and Coach Egger, I know he he's all about it. Right, right now, he's pro- they probably had their practice, you know, their walkthrough silent practice, like he said, which I love mm-hmm. still. Um, so I, I, I have no doubt that they're up, up to the challenge. Um, yeah. Well, I, I'm so pumped for that Hemfield-Wilson game. Yeah. Yeah, I am too. I think it's going to be a battle. I mean, I was there last year and Hempfield lost essentially on a squib kick to start the game. I mean, that's the yeah. way, you know, you know, this Wilson wins games like that. I mean, they're so perfect on every phase of the ball. It mm-hmm. sounds like Hempfield, 
I mean, I know you know Coach Aker knows that too. Is he's very involved with the special teams. I'll be darned if they lose, it won't be because of uh, some special teams there. I'll say that. Yeah, they they can't afford to not with Cam Jones on the other side of it. Ooh, that kid. He is Cam special. Jones for Heisman. Cam Jones for Heisman. <laughs> I don't even understand. I texted you when it happened on Saturday. So another recap: Wilson, as expected, handled. A struggling government Mifflin team, 32 to 14, I think the final was. Um, not surprised at all. Uh, Cam Jones had another uh, punt return for a touchdown. I texted you. I'm like, why, why are your teams even kicking to him at this point? Yeah, no, I, I, I promise you, I would kick the ball backwards before I kicked that kid. I mean, I would just kick it out of bounds. If I <laughs> <Yeah>. Take <laughs> I, the penalty. I, I, I don't know. I, I, and I'm not picking on those teams at all, but it's almost like when you're watching a youth football game and the coach is yelling, don't kick to them, don't kick to them. And they do it anyway. And <laughs> <laughs> some, I, I think, I think of that, but I also think of sometimes too, of like sometimes kickers or punters, you know, they just, Oh, this guy's not that good. I, he, he can't handle right. my kick. And then we, you know, we that happens him. like that moron for the, for the giants who kicked to the Sean Gosh, Jackson back yeah. and, and 20, I was just thinking about that too. Yeah, 2010. He Matt Dodge was his name. He clearly went against uh, Coach Coughlin at the time. I remember, I remember watching that live. He, he, you know, Coach Coughlin didn't ask him to do that. He was just thinking, "Oh, I can get away with this." That kid never kicked again in the NFL. By the way, after that, that's wild. Yeah, no, it's just you. You have to cut your losses, and when you, when you see a kid like that, I know there are some bullheaded coaches, and I, I'm not yeah. saying anybody in the league that I know from from being coached by some of them. That would be like, we're going to do what we do and kick to anyone. who Just be smart. Kick the ball out of bounds. There's no point in kicking to this kid. And we love it because we get to hear he's had two punt return touchdowns this week and yeah. kick return. You know, it's like we love that stuff. But if you're, yeah. if you're coaching against it, man, I, I just can't believe you would want to kick to the guy. So, yeah, no, I agree. And the other thing, too. I mean, Wilson – so last year, they didn't use him. They used his brother, Jaden Jones, a big force running back, and Brad Hoffman, a running quarterback. Um, that's all they used offensively. Now they have him involved with the offense Yep. You know, at, right at the right time, as they conveniently do. That's why I selected him as the first-half MVP for the, for the league for Section 1 because he does everything. And now, you know, you have to game plan against him off, or defensively. just seems like a defensive coordinator's nightmare. Yeah, and I, I was just thinking about this. I think we said it on last week's episode. Between him and Hoover, I, I'd say those are Section 1, um, you know, dual of the year, yeah. and, we, and you get to see him go head-to-head this, this weekend. That's awesome. Yeah, I went back and forth between Hoover and, and uh, Jones. I would have given some more love if Nick Good hadn't gotten hurt because he's, had an, he's yeah. having an outstanding season. Um, but – and Cameron Jones. So Wilson Hempfield Wilson is the fun one this week. It's at Wilson. I'm going to go with Wilson. I'm going to stick with the home team, even though Hempfield has made me pay a couple times already this year picking against them. I'm sticking with Wilson. Yeah, um, this one's tough, man. Because like, I you know we obviously interviewed Coach Agger, and I, I want to believe that anybody can beat Wilson for this section title, but the fact that it is at Wilson mm-hmm. scares me for them. Um, it's just a different uh, beast playing there. They, they have yeah. like everything is different about that scene. That the short goalposts that I never thought were like legal, but <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. But it's it just it's their field, man. 
It's their house, their field. And other other teams might say that, but they own it. And I, I think going in there, you know, I think I believe it's still grass. I don't know if they have turf yet. They have turf. Oh, they do now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm I'm aging myself now, but they didn't have it back when I played. And uh, now it's just different ball game playing there. That's such a good program. Um, and you better believe they have two, three guys willing to back up each position that have already played and had good experience. Um, yeah, it's expect some fireworks, man. Play's going to be made all over the field. But yeah, like you said. Special teams are going to be very important in that. Yeah, way. and Edgar knows that. You could tell a couple of weeks ago talking to him that he knew that, and he that he's very involved with the whole whole game plan. But obviously, the special teams too. Uh, yeah. So ho- hopefully, that is not the case for the Black Knights. If they lose, hopefully it's straightforward and not you know another squib kick or last second field goal or. Yep. But anyway, so that that'll be a fun one to check out. Recapping a few more games from weeks week six. Uh, let's see what else we got. Solanco went in the Twin Valley, and in Twin Valley, I've been saying that Twin Valley can score on anybody. And Solanco remained. Uh, oh yeah, there's actually I was I said four teams or six teams. Solanco okay. uh, is six and zero. Oh. They remained unbeaten over Twin Valley with a victory, thirty-two to twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, no, like you were saying, you you told me about Twin Valley, and uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I they're just. The mules are passing every test thrown at them, Siege. Yeah. No, and, they, uh, they 100% are. No, they're um, ranked 10th in the I state for wrong. a reason, man. Yeah. I could be wrong, but, yeah, their, their coach is up for coach of the year. Am I, you know? No, that's 100% right. Yeah, he, he's, he's been uh, phenomenal. They, you know, they play their game, and it's, it's just showing up every week and, you know, yeah, they only won by what a touchdown, but they're 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 finding out a way to put W's up every week, and it's they really are. It's, uh, it's pretty impressive, man. And I don't think any stats from, at least from what I've gathered, what I've seen, no, no stats really like jumped off the board. But that doesn't matter. No, I mean, and that's how they are. I mean, looking at their game, I mean, Mellinger, um, who's a nice quarterback, only threw five times for forty yards, and but they, I mean, what they do, they. They, you know, they run that triple option we talked about in nausea, and that just bleeds you to death. But you look at their game against Twin Valley, so Josiah Foran, one of their 24 seniors, 11 carries for 74 yards. Elijah Cunningham, another senior, he had the game-winning touchdown against LS week one, six carries, 105 yards. Uh, Mellinger himself had 54 carries on the ground. Uh, Cole Harris, who's this beast of a fullback they have, yeah, 138 yards on the ground. So, and yeah, they are just dominating. I would love to know their full, like, total time of possession in these games because uh, you got all those guys running for that amount of yards with that many carries. You're controlling the clock. The big test, which, in my opinion, is the you know, I, we you know we talked about Hemfield Wilson, but this week coming up, Solanco and E Town is for it could be for the. I mean, I don't want to count on Garden Spot yet, but this. Solanco Elizabethtown matchup, which both teams, even though they won't admit it, had circle or E Town probably would, because um, yeah. that's how Coach Stokes is. But <laughs> E Town at Solanco this Friday, Coach Wider will be covering it for for us. Uh, but Elizabethtown is the last. There's so there's six teams remaining. They're they're still unbeaten as well. Yeah, that 
That's another great one coming up. Yeah, this is this is the these are the fun weeks, man. I, yeah, I know this is this is a great. They're all fun, but the big the big dogs are coming, and you know, two biggest two biggest guys on the block. Sooner or later, they're gonna fight Siege. You know yeah. that. I can't wait for it because it's two contrasting styles offensively. Like Elizabeth Town. Oh, they pass all over the field. Yeah, they have. Um, Braden Cummings is the only receiver in the LL Burks that's going to reach a thousand yards this year. He's having an outstanding season. Kate Capello is up there for you know in terms of receptions. Josh Rudy is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's my Section Three uh, pick for a first half MVP. Um, Logan Lentz is a pit bull of a running back. Um, it's even more kind of even more impressive what he's done considering they're a pass first offense, but he's ran all over the field. But yep. between them and Solanco, you know, Solanco loves they might throw three or four times whereas E Town's throwing every other play. Um E Town, the Bears now, and they know this too, they're gonna want to get out in front early because if E Town if Solanco scores first, you know, they're a very opportunistic defense. You know, I think yeah. they'll be okay. But if E Town starts ripping and running early and hits out, you know, with Josh Rudy and company early. It should be a fun one. We'll say the least. Definitely. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I didn't even think about the contrasting styles too. Uh, that's such a great matchup because mm-hmm. you, you got to think if you see, you know, Slanko with the ball a lot and they're running the ball, grinding the clock down, they can control that game. Yeah. But if, if E-Town's gashing you, deep for you know big big throws like they do and because josh rudy in their last game like i wrote down here i always write down stats that stand out to me but 11 to 21 close to 200 yards and four tds against the pesky daniel boone squad they only yeah which is kind of a trap game for them too for e-town they beat daniel boone uh, 26 to 13 daniel boone is better than the record is showing i know that you know come it's kind of a letdown from their district playoff run a year ago but you know, E-Town did what they had to do in that game to get the W, um, but it's a game in Elizabeth Town, Solanco, their offenses don't air much. They don't – neither team turns the ball over much. Uh, yeah. it's one of, so, you look at it, and it's one of – whoever has – it might be one – whoever has the ball last wins. Honestly, yeah. it could be like a – could be a shootout, which sounds funny, but because Solanco, you wouldn't expect them to be in shootouts with their offense, but they, they were – Week one, I mean, they beat LS 40 to 35. They beat Penn Manor. You know, they had to come back down two scores in that game. Um, yeah. So I could see, like, I it wouldn't be surprised seeing the score like 42 to 40, Solanco or E Town. Basically, I can definitely ones. see that. I think what it boils down to is two great coaches who are mm-hmm. having phenomenal years. And, you know, I think they probably have a lot of respect for each other, you know, you know, being within the. <laughs> The same league, two two big top dogs, but I think it's going to be who can do what they do the best for the longest in that game. And whoever so, makes the mistake first, also it's one of those games too. Yeah, so is Hemfield Wilson. Uh, but this expect this to be a show. Hemfield Wilson, I would expect like a score of twenty to thirteen or something like that. Yeah, because um, they're two teams that do everything well defensively. Where Solanco yeah. and Towns, well, they are both offensively. They're they're more opportunistic than than they are actually good on defense. Yeah, that might seem like a shot, but that's the reality. No, no, I agree. 
if you're going to go in and say Wilson, Wilson Hemfield is going to be like a high scoring game. You just haven't followed. A lot, yeah. you know? Right. They, they, they both play defense so well. It's going to be gritty. Um, yeah. But yeah, this one I, I see as more of a, more of a score. Both, both, all, both really good offenses. So. And, and now previewing this, this is a loaded week of games. We're just skipping the recap. So the recaps for week six, Aaron did better. He's still not good enough for the Obernator. Nobody is. The Obernator has a six-game lead over me at this point. Yeah. I, I did not do well in my picks. But anyways, we're moving on to the recap. You can see on the site. We all know you're checking us out because I get the text <laughs> messages every time I pick against your team, <laughs> Penn Manor. Uh, so <laughs> week seven, more good games. You know, Coach Marino talked about her. Lancaster Catholic has to travel to a four-and-two Anvil Cleona squad. Like he said, a bus out, an hour long bus ride. That's no joke. Yeah. Dutchmen are rolling. Yeah. No, I, that's why I, I made it a point to say, look, what do you say to your team to get their high school? They're all high school kids. I was one yeah. once. You were one once. What do you say to your team to reel them back in and be like, all right, hey, back, back to business? Like, how, how do you get high school kids to buy back into the next week? And yeah. I, I'm not saying – I think Coach will do a great job at that. Sounds like he already he's already on top of it. Um, but that's a challenge for any team. And, you know, you, you just came off a monstrous win, and, and you're going up a team against a team – Anvil Cleona team that's tough and hungry. You just uh, – you can't overlook them. No, you can't. I mean, Anvil Cleona is – let me check their record. I believe four and two. And they, they battled that they, – they battled Hamburg – um, they only lost to them 39-26. I believe Hamburg beat them yeah. with uh, Mason, too. But I'm pulling up. Give me a second here. Anvil Cleona has a very similar offense to Hamburg as well. Yeah, they, so they're coming off a 42-28 win over the Kutztown Cougars. Yeah, let me pull up the Dutchman's stats. So under mm-hmm. Coach Matt Ginrich, they are 4-2 and two on the year. They should be 5-1. and one. They had... Elko beat a couple of big plays there. Uh, but uh all that being said, they're they're rolling offensively. They, you know, they've beaten some the opponents, you know, they handled Columbia 27 to 7. Yeah, they lost to Hamburg looking up and back on September 16th, 39 to 26. So they're able to move yeah. the ball well. And Hamburg played that game with all-star running back Mason. You know what his line was that game, Aaron? What's that? You know what Mason's line was that game? What was it? 20 carries, 277 yards, five touchdowns. Oh, my gosh. He puts 13. up video game stats. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's a shame we couldn't get to see him battle against Lancaster Catholic. But, yeah, the kid uh, – well, I'm not even going to say the kid. The man, Pierce Mason, is is a, is a stud. Yeah. And uh, – So, what my point is, Anvil Cleona battled them with Mason. So, this is uh, – this is a tough matchup for Coach Marino's squad, and they—you could tell—he, he, you know, he was—they're happy to be six and zero, but he knew, he knows the challenge at hand upcoming this week when they had yeah. that hour-long bus ride to Anvil Cleona. Yeah, I think I—I I personally, I have Lancaster Catholic winning that one. Um, I think you were supposed to wear purple and gold today. I know. I, I was. I got nothing. Not one article of clothing that is purple. So. 
Yeah, we'll have to. I'll, I'll have to remedy that once they beat, once they win this week. But it looks like they unlocked Javon Parker, uh, wide receiver, Lancaster Catholic, seven catches, 141 yards, and one TD this past. And two week. interceptions. And two interceptions. I mean, he's, no, he's a stud, and uh, I, I think we'll see more of that. Sometimes he, when you when you have some success, like a 141 yard game with with a TD and couple plays on defense that just ignites the rest of your season i think we're gonna see some big plays from parker going forward yeah you know he's a player i mean uh, two picks in that game one for one for a touchdown uh if he's not player of the week for section five i don't know who else would be but we'll, we'll yeah. know that once the lancaster county hall of fame comes out with their selections which usually come out tuesday or wednesday um but you know that i mean regardless Anvil Cleona is ready for that undefeated squad to come to their house, and they're going to have a say in the Section 5 race. Yep, definitely. Um, so, recap. So, a couple more games. Another big game I'm going to be covering for us is Burke's Catholic travels to Lampeter Strasburg. That, I know people don't know this. If you don't know about Burke's Catholic, you know, being from Lancaster – they a traditional power that got off to a slow start, but that was more for their schedule. They had to play Wyoming, executive education, a couple of big dogs. So they start out on four. I've won their last two and won the both games pretty uh, convincingly. So they travel to LS, who hasn't lost since week one. Yeah, LS is on a war path. They have been. They got a taste of a loss early on, and I, I have LS winning this one. Um, they play together and it's at home. And, uh, but yeah, no, I was not certain. I'm not certain about a lot of my picks this week in all honesty. You were, you were texting me kind of a nervous Nelly earlier. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. I need to learn more about Burke's Catholic, but the way the season is shaping up. If there's I one think- name you need to know for Burke's Catholic, it's their court, their running back, JJ Jordan. I'm pulling up his stats now, but the kid, is something else, you know, he, yeah. Another playmaker. And, and they played Wyoming really tough. Yeah. They played even like pulling up their schedule here one second, but they're, they're not to be jokes. I mean, they're not to be messed around with And LS. This is a big game for them because, and they can't overlook this for their matchup in a couple weeks against Wyoming. If they want to shot the section title, but Burke's Catholic under, um, Coach Keeley, there's no joke. The Saints, yeah, they're two and four. JJ Josiah Jordan has nine touchdowns on the season, 637 yards, over six yards of carry. Whoa, yeah, okay. Not only does he have an awesome name, that's a cool sounding name, (laughs) (laughs) but he is racking up some stats, man. That's that's ridiculous, yeah. And they're starting to rack up the wins. They beat Donegal 21 to nine two weeks ago, they just blanked. Uh, the scouts from Colorado Riser this week, 45 nothing. But their their losses include Loyal Sock, who's really good. That was week one. Oh, yeah. Uh, Executive Education Academy, 20 to 13. They're a really good charter school. Uh, uh, Pope John Paul and Wyoming. None of them, I mean, they lost to Wyoming by 17 points. And yeah. Pope John Paul II by about 20 points. But it's not like they're. So their schedule was brutal, and now they more it in is sec- schedule. Yeah, now they're in section four play, uh, and they've already played Wyoming, who is the 
you know, going to have a very good shot at the state title this year, hopefully finally. Um, if they get by LS, they'll probably win the rest of their games and go six and four. Yeah, I think it's this this league is now really become something and with, with this merger. I, I think it's one of, if not the best leagues in, in Pennsylvania. I'll probably get killed for saying that, but I, I really do believe that. Part of the reason why we're doing this podcast, we want, you know, recognition of how yeah. good this, this league is. And now with this merger, it's even better. And you've got all these good teams yeah. with two, three, even four contenders in each section that are that are studs. And then you, you look at like a Burks Catholic and you could argue maybe they're what the third, fourth best team right now, right now, but yeah. I'm not so, saying they can't. In, my, in the mid mid season wrap up article I did, I actually had Conrad Weiser. They were the third, just you know, because they had a surprising win against Elko early this year. And but thanks to Burke's Catholic schedule and their stumbles early, Conrad Weiser was actually in third place. Now that was proven differently when. Uh, the Saints from Burke's Catholic stomped their doors in this past yeah. week, but yeah, they're they definitely I would I would agree they are the third best team. I I like Coach Calico a lot too. Um, Coach Stroll, he always you know he does nice things out there. They've lost a lot from last year, uh, but they they might they, you know they got a tough matchup at Wyoming this week. But congrats to them getting back to five hundred. They had a convincing yep. win over rival Elko, uh, forty two to six this past week. Yeah, that one shocked me a lot. I know um, – I, I think I texted you about it. Yeah. But uh, Elko fell off a little bit. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Because um, they started off pretty hot. They did. They did. And they are – I mean, they're, they are a good team. The Williams kid is back running. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened to Coach Miller's squad. I just know they, you know, took, took these last two games really on the chin. I mean, actually, the last three. Never mind. Check yeah. this out. So – Elko's lost their last three. Um, ever since their heartbreaking loss at Conrad Weiser, 22 to 21, Wyoming blanked them 42 nothing, and then Cocalico nearly blanked them this past week, 42 to six. Now they get Octorera this week, so they should be able to get back in the win column because Octorera is really, really hurting and struggling. Yeah, uh, but man, that's a quite the turnaround for Elko when you start out three and zero. Now you're at three and three. Yep, man. That's that's the thing with this, this league. It's you know you can you can't get complacent or content, and because uh, I, I think there's so many teams chomping at the bit to be like, all right, this is our this is our section. This is our right. league. Um, we're gonna own this going forward because it's such a new thing. So, no, I, I'm yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I th- I think like we talked about last week, this merger. I mean, the league officials have to be more than pleased with how it's worked out. A little yeah. over halfway through the first year, um, a lot of new rivalries are going to emerge, and that's just going to continue. Um, you know, we haven't even talked about Exeter Manheim Central yet, which happens in a few weeks. That I mean, both they're on a collision course for the Section Two title in Week Ten. Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> oh man, that one's going to be awesome. And I will not know how to pick. I might just sit. I might just mark uh, a circle both of them. Say if they if they win, I'll take credit for it. But yeah, I, I will not know how to pick that game. So hopefully the next couple of weeks we'll be able to uh, figure it out. All right. So, and then another thing too that I have to let our audience know about, Aaron 
was the only writer who picked Pequay Valley over Columbia. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? I, uh, tell them the real reason. Tell, them, tell everybody the real reason why you picked them. Because I'm smarter than you. No, That's the real reason. I said the real reason. <laughs> I forgot. And you asked me to change it back to Columbia. But it was oh, too late. You're going to discredit me? Okay, so... All right, I, I had no confidence in that pick whatsoever. Full disclosure, I when I picked it, I had mistaken them for Schuylkill Valley. And, and I, so I, uh, I wasn't sure about that pick, but guess what? The gods, you know, the gods spoke to me and they said, pick Peckway Valley this week. And it's, I did. It, and I, I was right. This, so, this yeah, guy, that I, was a surprise and and then some. I mean, you know, what I was, I, I told you this Friday night when they got up to elite. These smaller schools, and Coach Myrino, we could have asked him this too. These smaller schools, you know, you when you only have 30, 35 kids, if a couple kids get hurt or in trouble, whatever the reason, you're in tr- your, your team's in trouble. And that's what I told you when Peckway Valley got out to a 10 nothing lead and uh, the driving rainstorm. Uh, we had Scott. Uh, guy over there on coverage say Columbia, you know, had four fumbles, I think, in the first half, and they just couldn't get a grip on it. Um, so that's why it co- congrats to the Peckway Valley coach Choi. Yeah. He's back in the fold for second second tenure as head coach there. That's his first win on the year. And good good for them. They had a great game plan defensively. Um, they were able to contain Columbia and their ex- explosiveness. Who and on the other side, the tide are in a rut. That's four in yeah. a row, man. Yeah, no, I, I after the they started the season off with that good win over uh, Eastern like, York. Eastern York, yeah, the Bud Kyle Bowl. They smoked Bud Kyle in Eastern York 34-7. They beat Hanover and they've lost I believe their last four games. Columbia's in a rut. I mean, it sounds like the, in their game two, um, they replaced Giles, their starting quarterback, with uh, Poindexter, who's you know, if you don't know this already Poindexter is one of the better receivers in the entire league and they had to play quarterback. So I just, I mean, they're in a, they're in a hole right now. They're, uh, and they got it. Coach Matthias, he's got his work cut out for him there. We, you know, I've had him on the podcast and he knew about the work, you know, replacing all those guys from last year, but still disappointing to see them at four. Yeah, no, I, you don't want to see that. Um, and they got a, a, a tough one with <laughs> With Schuylkill Valley, that's at Schuylkill Valley, who is they're they're humming along too. Can't can't uh, can't discredit Schuylkill. They're the Panthers are current under Coach Harbach, the former Lancaster Catholic coach. Four and two, they're another team that may be peaking at the right time. They just had a big win at Northern Lebanon, who was no joke. Now they're actually they've won their last three now, but their last four, I take it. So Schuylkill Valley started out zero and two, and now they're four and two. So yeah, they're humming. They're humming along. So even like looking at their schedule week 10 against Lancaster Catholic, that could have some bearing. I think both teams could very well be in the district playoffs, but that could have some bearing in terms of seedings from week 10. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I I mean, I I think like you said, I, 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 that's interesting what you say about the small schools and injuries because it probably does have a bigger impact, but yeah, I, I have Schuylkill Valley winning that one. Um, but I do think Columbia bounces back and makes us want to fight. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, and uh, last, so to recap everything, thanks again to Coach Marino for 
joining us. Congrats, Lancaster Catholic, on their 6-0 start to the year. There are six teams remaining undefeated in the L.L. Burks, Lancaster Catholic, Elizabethtown, Solanco, Manheim Central, Exeter, and Wild Missing. Um, those things will change this week. Obviously, E-Town and Solanco face off. So, but in terms of coverage, Elizabethtown, Solanco, uh, Patrick Wider will be covering. I will be covering Burks Catholic versus Lampeter Strasburg. Um, the Overnator, he's back at it, um, you know, dominating picks. And, you know, dominate his articles are great, too. He even did a field hockey game this week. Yeah. They have Donegal has Conrad Weiser. So look for Donegal to try and get back on the win column. Uh, Colin Richardson will be at Wilson for the Hempfield-Wilson game. And uh, Steve McCloskey will be at Daniel Boone versus Penn Manor. So we got six six guys out at games this week. Is that Did six? Count that? Yeah. Wait a minute. So. How many is that? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, we have plenty of coverage this week. Uh, we're looking forward to it. This is, you know, Aaron's right. This is this is when the big dogs come out to play. You know, it's getting closer to playoff time. We're going to separate the men from the boys. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean. We're, we're starting to see some of the big games unfold and, uh, you know, some of the team, some of the teams that are just under the contenders, but are trying to put their name in the hat. And uh, I think, yeah, like the Burks Catholic and there, there's just so many teams that are right there on the cusp of, of uh, becoming a contender. And I, I'm excited to see how it unfolds. This week is a great week of games. I, I think just going over, but I think there were four or five games when I, I, Honestly, don't have a clue who's going to win, <laughs> but yeah. we'll be able to. Everybody will be able to see it on our weekly pick section, and that'll come out uh, Thursday. So we're looking forward to that, and hopefully, one of us can catch the Obernator. I doubt it, but yeah. Nonetheless, thanks again to Coach Marino for coming on. This wraps up another uh, outstanding edition of Around the Seven One Seven. Any parting words, Aaron? Now, thanks again to Coach Marino. It's been a long time. And, uh, yeah, we, we always appreciate the guests on here. CJ somehow manages to get the best guests. That remains to be seen how he, how he keeps pulling it off. But, uh, yeah, yeah we, we love interviewing you guys. It's short. It's quick. And, you know, it's, it's relaxing. We have fun with it. So, you know, uh, whoever wants to come on next, we, we'll, we'd love to have you. If you think you could hang with the best podcast in the 717, you come, you come at us. Tweet at us. We'll, we'll bring you on. All right, everybody, have a great night. Thank you again. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Bye.